You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So we are in the third week of our Celebrate Christmas series. How many of you have enjoyed the, the past two weeks? Anyone here, you've really grabbed a hold of some things? Yeah. I've heard a lot of wonderful uh, reports. Uh, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus because I really believe that our Lord's birth is worth celebrating. And if you like to celebrate Christmas, you like to celebrate Jesus at Christmas, you're at the right place. Uh, last week, we talked about hope. And uh, that it is in the, the, the baby in the manger that true hope was, was born. And if you remember, I talked about three facets of hope. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Anyone remember that? And we, we found that, that good hope always has Jesus at the very center of everything we do. In fact, the Bible says that uh, uh, now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself, in other words, it's him, and God the Father who has loved us and given us eternal comfort. Someone say amen if you love the eternal comfort of God. It's not temporary. He comforts us through everything. And good hope by grace. In other words, you don't earn this hope. It's given to us. Uh, and then we learned about bad hope. And bad hope is when you have Jesus in the extreme, uh, you know, outside of the, the center of our lives. He's there, but we have him on the outside. Uh, And then we learned about ugly hope. And ugly hope, you don't even have Jesus anywhere in your life. And you make decisions that show that you don't have God in your life. And if you weren't here for that message, I would encourage you to get on our podcast on our website and listen to, the, to that message, and I think it'll, it'll really help you or help maybe someone that you know that is dealing with some hopeless living. And today, I want to talk about celebrating peace. But not just any kind of peace. I want to talk about the peace of God. And the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It guides us in whatever we're going through. Uh, the dictionary defines peace as the freedom of disturbance. You know, have you ever been doing something and you just get disturbed? You, someone just cuts in while you're, while you're trying to get something done. And you're like, can they just leave me alone so I can get this done? And they keep disturbing you. Maybe the door, uh, the doorbell gets rung or the phone rings and you're trying to get... But someone just let me get something done. It also means quiet and tranquility. Tranquility means calm. How many of us need some calm in our life? You got the hustle, the bustle of life. Your mind is in chaos. You just need calm. You know, the Greek is even more precise uh, the, the, the Greek word is ariani, is, is a Greek word for, for peace, and it actually means to convey a sense of inner rest. You ever just feel like if you're not rested? H- how about this word? I feel restless, right? You need that inner rest, and that's what the peace, uh, disjoint God is. It's well-being and harmony, when you are uh, disjointed or, or when your mind is, is scattered, uh, you, you, you're not, you don't have the peace. And, and this is very interesting. So the, 
the, the ariani, that, that word, it comes from the, Greek, the root word, and I love this, which is arios. And the Greek word arios means this, to join or bind together something that's been separated. You ever, in your, in, in your life, ever thought, man, I'm, I'm really, or someone else is really scatterbrained. They're, they're scatterbrained. They're all over the place. You know, I, have you ever said this? I just can't get it together. You know, I've I got all these things going on. I just can't get it. I, I've heard this, in fact, recently. You know, it's the holidays, and, and, and I've got so much going on that I just can't get it together. You know, I'm scattered all over the, all over the place. Peace is when we bring things together, when we're made whole. In fact, the word shalom in, in Hebrew means to be complete. You're complete. You're not, you're not uh, missing anything. And, and so there's someone in here or, or maybe someone listening on the podcast that, that you feel like if, uh, like if you're just scattered, you know, your mind is all over the place, you just, your, 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 your heart, your emotions are all uh, disjointed. You ever said to someone or, or you, this, someone said this about you, it seems like you have it all together. Seems like that person has it all together. You know what they're saying? They're at peace. That's really what it means, that you're at peace. You, you, you're not scattered. You're not, your mind's not all over the place. And, and, and just like hope, just like hope had three different facets, right? There was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Peace has different ways and different facets. There's true peace. And then there's counterfeit peace, right? Counterfeit peace disguises itself as peace, but it might be temporary, right? It might not be real. And then there's also, that, like I said, there's that, that temporary peace that, that, that leads us. So let's just go right to the, the, the baby in the manger. Let's go to Jesus, and then we're going we're gonna to unwrap him, and we're going to see how he grew up as he unwraps in our lives and, and in, our, in our hearts today. This is what was spoken about, about the Messiah, who, who Jesus is. Uh, Isaiah spoke hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. He said, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders. Okay, The government will be on his shoulders. In other words, he's big enough to carry all the weight. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Anyone seen a counselor before? Anyone gone to someone to talk to and they, they helped you work through things? Well, he's a wonderful counselor. He's the perfect counselor. He's the mighty God, right? Last week we learned from uh, Paul writing to Titus that, that not only is Jesus our Savior, he's our God. He's God manifested in the flesh. He's the everlasting Father. He came to reveal the Father. And he's the Prince of Peace. And, and when you unwrap that baby in the manger who, who, who grew up to be a, a, an adult and a savior, you unwrap uh, the, the, the greatest gifts in life. You unwrap the, the wonderful counselor. You unwrap this mighty God. You unwrap the everlasting father. And today I want you to know that he is your prince of peace. And so first service, we, we saw the, 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 the Lord manifest his peace throughout this house of worship. And I saw lives being changed, and I had people come to me after the service. They were saying, I, I, just, I just, I feel the peace of God, because the peace of God is real. 
And he wants to give you this peace. He wants for you to, to know that, that he cares about you greatly. And, and, and I want us today to celebrate two attributes of, of the peace of Jesus Christ. And the first thing that we want to celebrate is we want to celebrate true peace. We sat in our small group this past week, and I, um, I asked a question to our group, which I'm going to pose to you guys as well. I asked this to, the, to, the, to our group, and I said, what is one gift that God has given you in this year of 2018 that money can't buy? What is one gift that Jesus has given you in 2018 that money can't buy? And one of the men that was in, the, in our group, he said, the one gift that I have really opened up this year like never before is God's peace. And I will not forfeit that for any money in the world uh, because that peace sustains me through my difficult times. And Jesus said this. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. In other words, the world's going to give us some, some kind of peace, but it's not Jesus' peace. He said, I don't give you uh, as the world gives. And he says, don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid or don't be anxious. And outside of true peace, our hearts are troubled. In fact, you may be in here today and you may have a troubled heart. And, and, and Jesus is, is speaking to you today and he's saying, I give you my peace. And that peace will not scatter you will not tear you apart, but it'll bring you together and it'll make you complete. It reveals to us that there's a difference. And we need to know that. There's a difference between the peace of God and peace outside of him. And it could be many things, you know. The, the, the other things that are not the peace of God could be many, many other things. For example, it could be a substance uh, whether that's alcohol, uh, that, that, that you find your, your peace, it's a temporary peace, uh, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, prescription drugs or whether it's uh, recreational drugs. The, the, the reality there is if that's where you find your peace, if, if you have to have, uh, you know, uh, find your peace in, in these substances, then it's just temporary, I told the first service, you know, if, if, if I have to, uh, you know, the Bible, I'm not telling you not to, uh, you can't drink. I'm not telling you you can't take uh, prescription medication. That's not, what, that's not what, what the word is saying. But if that's where you find your peace, then you're not finding the true peace of God. Amen? If it's where I have to get a drink, you know, you don't know if this is vodka or water. I'm doing it for medicinal purposes. No, the reality is if anything comes into our life and then we lean on it for our peace, it's not true peace. Uh, a lot of people uh, struggle with performance. In other words, you, you get peace of mind and peace of heart when people say, man, you're great. You did amazing. 
But when you don't perform up to a certain level, then you feel uh, anxious and you feel troubled. Um, a lot of people isolate themselves, and that's where they try to find peace. And so you isolate, but isolation can lead you into depression and even suicidal thoughts. I had someone come to me after uh, the first service, and they said, Pastor, I was struggling with suicide. I was struggling with these different things, and I was isolating myself, and this message just spoke to me. See, your peace is not in isolation. It's not getting away from everybody. It's getting with Jesus Christ, who's our true peace. Amen? Paul wrote to the Romans. It really helps us here. He said this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, okay, not by actions, but through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on, he says, through whom we have, been ga- through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. In other words, it's not performance, it's not what you've done, it's what Christ did for you on the cross. It's what this baby on the manger was, was, was born to do. On the cross, he said, it is finished, right? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And you've been justified. And so this fear that we've had, uh, and, and especially now we can approach God without fear, but with confidence through what Jesus has done on the cross. He goes on and he says this, since we have now been justified by his Blood, in other words, the blood cleanses us from all kinds of unrighteousness, and now we can approach the Father uh, through Christ. How much more uh, shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? In other words, we don't have to be afraid of what God's going to do to us. When you hear those thoughts, God's just going, he wants to destroy you because look at how bad you've been. Can I tell you that Jesus took that for you on the cross? It's beautiful. For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled, that word right there means, uh, in the Greek, is katalassos, and, and that word actually means to exchange, uh, exchange something of worth for something that's of worth. And so Jesus, on the, on, it, let's, let's back up. So when you go to another country and you try to buy something, if I go, like, say, to um, Iran and I try to buy something with American money, they're going to say that money, is not, it, it doesn't work. It, it's not worth anything over here. So I exchange it for currency. They gave me the same currency. Okay? That's what that word actually means. So Jesus on the cross, he exchanged his righteousness, right? He took our unrighteousness and he exchanged it for his righteousness. And he gives that to the Father so that we can go before God open, without fear, without anxiety, And we can enter into his presence with peace. And if you can enter into the presence of the Father with peace, your whole life will be filled with what? Peace. He goes on, we were reconciled to him through the the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We've got this, this, this currency, this, this peace. We were separated. We were been brought together uh, so scattered. But now in Christ, we've been brought together. We've been made whole and made new. And we can approach the Father and have true peace. Beloved, true peace is available to you today. Here's a second uh, uh, piece that we, that we find. It's 
we can celebrate storm calming peace. One of the greatest stories in the Bible, one of the greatest stories in the Bible occurs when Jesus and his disciples are about to cross over on a boat. And uh, when they cross over, there's a great storm that comes upon them and the boat. In fact, if you read the, the, the uh, narrative there, Mark 4 is where I'm going to be reading from, you find that that boat was filled with water. And uh, as, as this storm, is, as, it's, as it's, the winds are blowing and as the water is coming down, uh, and, and, and as the, the disciples are, are wondering what's going on, what, are we going to perish? Are we going to be destroyed? Jesus is on the front of the boat, and guess what he's doing? He's napping. And I want you to think about something. Have you ever been in a storm in your life, and you're like, God, where are you? Are you napping? <laughs> and, and what we find there, what we find is that those disciples were not connected to God's peace. They were more connected to the storm. And it helps us to understand about the storms in our life. Look at what, look at what Jesus says. Okay, he awoke. They awoke him. Lord, don't you care that we're going to perish? That's exactly what they said. And he awoke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Arianis. You're, you're all scattered. You're all, you're all uh, torn apart. Come together. Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And so some of you in your life, there's a storm going on. There's a, there's a storm that you've never seen before. You, you, you're, you've come upon this, and, and, and it's, it's scattering your mind. It's scattering your heart. You feel torn apart. And Jesus still says, peace, be still. You know that uh, I always look at passages like this and, and the Lord just begins to, to kind of show me things. And there, there's, there's two things that the disciples learned from this. They, they witness something that day that was so necessary for their lives going forward. And the first thing that they, that they learned, when you look at the, the, whole, the whole narrative right there, the whole context, is that Jesus, think about it, Jesus was able to silence the storm, he was able to calm the wind, and everything changed. Now this is the same Jesus that got in the boat before the storm ever occurred. Jesus could have got into the boat with his disciples and said, like we always want him to say, we're going to cross over the, 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 the sea, but wait. Wind, behave yourself. Be calm until we cross over. Waters, do not come down and crash on us. Wait until we cross over. Jesus had the ability to do that, but he didn't. The disciples, uh, um, the, the, the disciples they, they, uh, they, they, they saw that the, the storm allowed for them uh, not only to see that there are storms that come into their lives, but that Jesus has the power to calm the storms with his voice, with his 
peace, with his calm. And it speaks to us about Jesus and God know that there are storms that will come into our life, but he also wants you to know that he will be your peace no matter what you face. See, I don't know what 2019 is going to bring on you. In fact, 2018 might have brought things on you that you've never experienced before. But Jesus is still your peace. So we were driving from Arkansas, my my wife and I, we were coming back from from Arkansas on I-40, and we uh, got to uh, right out the outskirts of Amarillo. And as I, as I looked at the sky, it changed, and it got really, really dark. And I told my wife, I don't like the way that looks. And she was like, I don't like the way that looks either. And I said, maybe we need to get a room in Amarillo. And she, you know, my wife's a woman of much faith. She said, no, we don't need to get a room. And so we drive through Amarillo, and, the, and, and it started to drizzle. You know, I saw the, the rain, and, and, and we got to an underpass. There was an off-ramp, um, and we got on this off-ramp. Another car got in there, and, and it went under uh, this underpass, and it parked. And guess what I did? I did the same thing. And so when I got under the underpass, uh, in about a, a time period, about 15 minutes that underpass got completely full. There was no room for anyone to even go under there. And everyone was parked. And this storm came upon us that I had never witnessed before. Nothing, I had never witnessed anything so strong. The winds were shaking the car. Hail was all over the place. And I was just saying, thank you, Jesus, that we're here. Right? And so it teaches us about the storms in our life. You know, there are, there are storms that come upon us sometimes that we have no idea they're going to be there. When we left Arkansas, I never thought that we were going to go into a storm in Amarillo, Texas, but we did. And you don't know what you're going to face in your life. Every week, every day, there's something that can come upon you. But you need to know that whatever storm you face... There's an underpass that's greater than the one on I-40, and that's Jesus Christ. And he's able to take that scatteredness, that, that, that brokenness, and put it together so that you can have his peace in your life. So let's just talk about uh, the storms of our life and, and how, how they can take different forms, Okay? How do we allow the peace of Jesus to help you overcome these three possible storms in your life? How about the physical storms, okay? The physical storms in your life, you can, you can see them, you can touch them, they physically affect you. I, I talked about the, um, about the storm on I-40. We also, last year, this, just this last year, we had a hailstorm in San Manuel, and it was a hailstorm that we had not seen probably in 100 years is what they said. And the, the hail was quarter-sized hail. And every vehicle that was not under a garage got these big dents. And so the uh, auto body uh, shops in the, in the area, you know, they had a field day. And we, everyone took vehicles in and they would say, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Right? And so there's, there's those physical storms in life. Um, but sometimes physical storms take on the form of cancer. 
Sometimes our, our, our physical storms take the, uh, the physical form of Parkinson's or liver disease. My, my mother, uh, her last two years of her life, she struggled with, with liver disease, and it, and it did great, great. Uh, it, it, it just took her uh, through a major, major storm. Uh, sometimes it's a car accident, and you feel the effect of the devastation. And, and these physical storms can steal your peace. Amen? But here's the beautiful thing about Jesus. He came and had the ability to heal people physically. In fact, um, there was a woman that had a flow of blood. For years, for years, she was plagued. She was broken because she woke up to this flow of blood. And, and she heard about Jesus, she, she, she saw the effects of his good works, and she pushed herself through to, to just even maybe touch him. And so she comes upon him and she, touch, she touches the, the hem of his garment, and, and, and something radically happened, something radically wonderful happened. She was healed from it, and Jesus stopped and said, someone touched me. Now, the disciples said, Lord, uh, Lord, it's chaotic right now. They didn't say that, but that's what was going on. Everyone's trying to push up against you. Everyone's touching you. And he said, no, 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 no. Something different happened. I, I felt power come out. And he says, someone touched me. And he was trying to identify because he's Jesus. He knew, but he's saying, I want to identify you. And the woman looks to him and she says, it's me. And Jesus said to her this, and this is important to you. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. And he said, go in peace. Her physical brokenness was brought together and she was made complete in Jesus. I'm not saying that Jesus heals everybody. He, ha- he can. He's got the power to, but I can say this. Jesus can heal you. And he can heal that physical storm in your life. The second thing is the emotional storms that we face. An emotional storm is, uh, could be a rejection that we face in our life. It could be the disappointments, the abandonments that we face, the put-downs and the let-downs, the loss of a loved one that brings uh, uh, an emptiness that we can't seem to feel. And even though emotional storms are inward, they sometimes uh, are exposed outward. Sometimes people that are struggling with an emotional storm begin to cut themselves. Sometimes people that are struggling with an emotional storm begin to starve themselves. They don't see in the mirror what, what is really true. They see something else in the mirror, and so they starve themselves. Sometimes people that are struggling with emotional star- storms, they, they, they throw up everything they eat because inward they're broken and they're scattered. And these emotional storms leave us isolated. They leave us uh, uh, separate from people who really loved us, and sometimes they leave us separated from God. And somehow, as in my reading, I came across Paul, and, and uh, the Apostle Paul 
He, he understood the difficulties of these emotional storms. And, and he wrote in, in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians, he said this in, in the message. He said, I've known drudgery and hard labor. In other words, this is a physical part. I've known drudgery and hard labor. Many a long and lonely night without sleep. Anyone ever gone without sleep? Bades. You're tickled, right? And that inward emotion is just messing you up. You're taking sleep aids. You're taking whatever you can so you can get some rest. And I know no one in this service does it, maybe first service, right? Uh, uh, many a missed meal because you don't eat because you're so emotionally torn. That's what he's talking about. He says, uh, blasted by the cold, naked to the weather. And that's, that's not the half of it. When you throw in the daily pressures and the anxieties of all the churches, he cared so much about the church that he would lose sleep over people. Paul is being real right here. He's talking about these storms that come upon us as individuals. And then when someone comes to the end of the rope, uh, end of his or her rope, I feel the desperation in my bones. When someone is duped in, has duped into sin, you know, you have a loved one that, that is going the wrong way and, and, and you see their life being broken and them being broken and it hurts you because of what they're doing. Paul says, you know, when I see someone that's duped in sin, an angry fire burns in my gut. And sometimes we think that Christians are supposed to have it all together, but our peace never comes with our ability to have it all together. Our peace comes from the one who puts us together and he has it all together, Jesus Christ. And so Paul in another place, do you, do you see the whole, the, whole, uh, 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 the whole of Scripture, how it, how it brings us into completeness? Paul writes to the Philippians, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with a thankful heart, let your request be made known to God because God cares and he said, and when you do, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is going to guard your heart and your minds through and in Christ Jesus. And, and all this brokenness and all this trouble that you face is going to be put together. All this inner turmoil that you're facing is going to be brought together with the peace of Christ. And that's why at LWC, at the first of the year, we're going to go through 21 days of prayer. Our first series is going to be, is going to be focused on prayer. And for 21 days, we're going to open up the, the doors of the church. And we're going to, at 6 a.m. in the morning, we're going to make it early. And we're going to have a prayer wall where we can put our sticky cards, our, our sticky notes, and put our prayers, individual prayers, as well as prayer for our family. Because I believe that when we pray, good things happen. And we talk about our problems, we talk about our issues, we talk about our struggles, but we never talk to God and let him take over and heal the inner storm that's in our life. Beloved, if you have an inner storm, let me tell you, Jesus is bigger and his peace is real. And then we have those spirits. So the first one, physical storm, we have the emotional storm, but we have the spiritual storms. And the spiritual storms are revealed to us from the very first book in the Bible, Genesis, when Adam and Eve, when Eve is, is walking in the garden and this serpent comes and talks to her, and the serpent says, did God really say? 
a storm. He questioned God. And, he, and then that serpent questions us, and, and it moved on. Uh, uh, Job, he faced a spiritual storm when his life was turned upside down, and he lost his family and his wealth, and he was in complete devastation on the ground, uh, picking his boils with a stick. And he did not know that there was a war going on. There was a storm, that, that, that there was an enemy that brought upon him that asked permission from God to see if he could do this to this man. Then Jesus, he went into the wilderness before he started his ministry. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and he prayed. And the the deceiver, the accuser came upon him and he tempted him. And so there's those spiritual storms that we face. And sometimes the enemy comes upon us. He wants to destroy our lives. I really believe that the enemy, even even he's got an assignment with his, all his demonic entourage, there's an assignment that's placed on your life. And it's kind of like, you know, when you have a really good player and when I played ball, we would have someone key on that player. So you know what? We're going to play zone, but you're going to key on this guy. Don't let him shoot because if he shoots, he's going to make it. So someone's keen on him. There's an assignment that's placed. There's, the, the, the enemy has an assignment on your life and he wants to destroy you. And he's keen, and he's looking at what you do, you know, and, and, and he says, okay, he likes or she likes to do this. Let's bring it home. How do I know that? Because look at what Paul wrote in, in Ephesians 6. He says, we need to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, his methodology, the things that he does. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, what you need to know is that there's more than one entity in the playing field of life. Not only is there a God, but there's an enemy. And that enemy is real. And he wants to come in. But here's the thing. He's not bigger than Jesus. And you can have the peace of Christ no matter what you face. You need to know that just like there's a God who loves you, there's a devil who hates you. Just like there's a God who brings peace, there's an enemy who will steal your peace. So my wife was speaking to her, her students. She's a choir teacher in, in San Manuel. And um, it's crazy because in our elders meeting, just pause, pause my wife real quick. I don't do that very much, but pause my wife. She's not here. Pause. It's crazy because in, in, our, in our elders meeting, we were talking about, about praying for our students and one of, the, one of the elders said uh, that he was talking to an educator, and I already knew this, but he said, he, he reiterated it. He said that most educators are facing uh, 80% social issues and 20% educational issues. I heard this many years ago. It's escalating. So my wife, let's go back to my wife, unpause, play. So my wife comes home, and we're talking about her day. And she said, you know, I, I, I had to talk to my students because, um, you know, when they asked to go to the bathroom, I, I, I noticed. And she says, I know this as being a mom, but I know this as being a child of God. I discerned that there was something not right. 
And so these kids in our schools, they've got these things called an e-cig, right? They take these e-cigs, and the people got them, even adults, but they take these e-cigs to school, and they put drugs in them. And so they go off, and they'll, they'll go with this e-cig, and they'll, 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 they'll smoke or toke, whichever side of the fence you are. And as they, 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 they take a little toke of this smoke, uh, they come back, and, and so my wife spoke to the whole class, and she said to them, she said, I want you to know something, I, I hope you grab a hold of this, drugs are your friends until you're addicted. Drugs are a lot of fun until they got you, and they're not your friend anymore. And you, st- you, you lose your peace, because you see, this is their peace. This is where they get this this calmness, you know. You ever seen Cheech and Chong up in smoke? Hey, bro, everything's good. The reality here is that that's all counterfeit peace. And whatever storm that you're facing today, I want you to know something as, as we begin to close. I want you to know that this Jesus that calmed the wind and that calmed the storm is still available for you today. And this Jesus still says, Peace! Be still. And the storms of our lives, those emotional storms, those those, uh, physical storms of our lives, those spiritual storms of our lives, do not have the power over Jesus Christ. And they have to subside to him. I remember when I came to Christ, I had, my mind was in shambles. I had no peace. And I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want them to think I was crazy. And I'll never forget this. I'll never forget that. I started to walk with Jesus and I still had this. My mind was like, oh, I'm still foggy. And I said, I trust you, Lord. And there's someone in here and you're, you're, you're still foggy. And I remember saying, I trust you, Lord. And, 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 and days and months and years went by. And I would always say, I trust you, Lord. And we pray at different times. And I would say, the alternative is worse than what I have right now. The alternative for me to say, this isn't working. To go back to that life was a lot worse than for me to trust God in the process. Are you with me? There is a process in our walk. And so you may be here today and you say, I want it to just leave now. It may leave now, but it may just still linger. And you just keep trusting Jesus. And I can tell you from experience that he is true. And anxiety is a liar. And you can overcome all those fears, all those storms of your life through Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you have not realized the peace of Christ, I invite you to place your faith in Him and let Him pour His peace be disappointed you will not be disappointed he is the prince of peace his peace surpasses all understanding in fact I'm going to say this as we we begin to to close I'm going to pray a prayer but I'm going to say this to you that his peace is not dependent on your actions his peace is real and it's there and it's available to you 
where I was going. And if you say, I don't get it, you don't have to. He'll put you together. He'll put you back together. You're the one that's scatterbrained, not him. Are you with me? I don't get it. I don't know if I can believe. What if it doesn't happen? Don't worry about that. It will. Because he's faithful. Amen? I just know that someone's overthinking things right now. Like, what if it doesn't happen? It happened to you, but what if it doesn't happen to me? Don't worry about that. It's going to happen. Don't worry about it. If it doesn't happen, just worry about today I'm going to trust in Jesus and let it play out in your life. Let's all bow our heads. I'm going to pray this prayer, and if you're here today and you've never invited Christ into your life, you've never invited his peace into your life, I I just want to give you an opportunity to to do so and to just let him become real in your life. It's a simple prayer. You can pray this with me. God, thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus to save me and give me eternal peace. Today I'm placing my faith in Jesus Christ and I'm making a choice to follow him from this day forward. And Lord, I just open up my heart and my mind to to the the peace that surpasses all understanding. I I, I just choose to uh, embrace the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of peace. And uh, I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. And I want everyone to just keep your heads bowed. And just between you and God and and the pastor right now, if, if you have prayed this prayer and and you're inviting Jesus into your life, would you just raise your hand so that we can acknowledge that? Yeah, bro, I see your hand and I see your hand. Yes, I see your hand in the back. Praise God. Here's the thing. This is so awesome. Heaven Heaven is celebrating tonight. Maybe it's night over there. It's day right now over here. Heaven is celebrating because of what you've done. And I believe with all of my heart. We believe together. Everyone else believes together that your life is going to be changed because of the decision you made today. And God does not ever disappoint. So let's give Jesus a big hand. Let's give these people a big hand that did this. And let's thank him. Amen. Isn't God good? So uh, ushers, if you will come up at this time. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.